Welcome to The Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and this week we turn our attention to Amendment 8. That is the Constitution Revision Commission's effort to bundle three education items together, school board term limits, civics education, and charter school authorization on one ballot item that goes before the voters in November. That is, unless the Florida League of Women Voters has its way. The League has filed suit in Leon County, trying to stop that measure from ever getting before the voters. Today, we talk with the League President, Patricia Brigham, about why it has taken that stance. All right, so you told me to call you Patty, so Patty, welcome to the Gradebook Podcast. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I am really interested in your lawsuit with the state over Amendment 8. Could you please explain to me why the League of Women Voters would be involved in an education lawsuit over an amendment like this? Well, we repeatedly shared our concerns with the Constitution Revision Commission regarding the bundling of multiple proposals. Um, And this particular proposal, Amendment 8, is extremely confusing. The language is misleading and voters will not recognize the real intent of the amendment, which is to allow unaccountable political appointees to control where and when charter schools can be established in their county. So uh, we believe in transparency in government. We believe that voters should know what they're voting for when they go to the polls. And this amendment language does not, does not uh, do that. There are several amendments that could fall under that same category, bundling of, of loosely connected ideas. Why focus on this education one? Well, the League has very strong positions on education. For example, we support a free public school system for Florida with high standards for student achievement and with the equality of educational opportunity for all uh, that is financed adequately by the state through equitable funding formulas. Um, Under the Florida Constitution, only local school boards can establish and oversee public schools, notably charter schools. Well, this amendment would open the door for the legislature to establish some type of state-level entity to create charter charter schools or specialized schools that would not be answerable to local school authorities. And in fact, the legislature attempted to do this in 2006, creating what was called Florida Schools of Excellence Commission, but the law creating the commission was ruled unconstitutional. So uh, we believe this is a home rule issue and that the authority belongs in the school districts. Why education? Why why is the League of Women Voters so interested in education? Oh, well, the League of Women Voters is interested uh, in all sorts of of issues that affect uh, the public, Uh, education, the environment, gun safety, health care, uh, immigration, uh, on and on. I mean, we started out certainly as a voting uh, organization, uh, women, you know, women receiving the right to vote. Uh, we oppose any kind of voter oppression, obviously, or voter suppression. But we also uh, are very much involved in other issues and education being one of our priority issues. 
And charter schools, I believe, was one of those too. Didn't you sponsor a study to look at how charter schools are being operated and funded in the state? Yes, that that's exactly right. There was a study that lasted about two years, and uh, you know our concern about charter schools is ongoing. Uh, when we saw this uh, particular amendment come out of the CRC, we became very concerned uh, about the legislature taking control of what should be uh, a home rule. Uh, let me rephrase that. We were concerned about the legislature taking over the, the control of the school districts. The school districts know what the needs are of their particular um, students and the parents. And when an individual school is given more authority and decision-making responsibility for the education of its children, it leads to increased parental and community involvement and commitment. And school personnel feel they have a greater voice in decisions. So individual schools are more aware of their own problems and resources. And this policy allows them to be more flexible and creative in finding solutions that lead to educational improvement. What the CRC is trying to do with this amendment is completely reverse that. But the same amendment also has things that people might find desirable school board term limits for one that and that seems to be the one that everybody's focusing on who wants to push this forward do you see this as sort of a bait and switch kind of thing well it's it's certainly not transparent in that the way these issues are bundled uh will likely be deceptive to the voting public i mean people will see Oh, wow, civics education, that's a good thing. Well, it is a good thing, but we already have in our Constitution uh, a mandate that requires uh, middle schools to teach civics. That's actually in the state law, right? That's not in the Constitution. Oh, you're right. It's in the state law. I beg your pardon. No problem. We also, we also have a uh, – the league rejects term limits. We don't believe in term limits, and we reject them for school board members. Um, we want to allow voters to return school board members to office as long as they get reelected, as long as they're qualified candidates. So the league has a longstanding policy or position, rather, on term limits. Well, I wonder about this because you were able to figure out what this amendment is all about, and why couldn't other voters do the same thing with your education helping them? Well, we're going to roll out a statewide education program. Uh, we've created a, a PowerPoint that will explain all of, of, of these amendments on the ballot, and we will discuss Amendment 8 in depth to make sure that the voting public understands it. Uh, we will show, uh, we will present these everywhere we can, community organizations, uh, clubs, churches, anywhere we're welcome, which are many places. Uh, so uh, we plan on educating the public because we believe that the, the better informed the voter, the more responsible the vote. So then why try and get this thrown off of the ballot as opposed to just tell voters why it's a bad idea in your view? Because it's a terrible amendment that does not belong in the Constitution. It's deceptive to the voters. So the voters, you know, who, who are not educated when they go to the polls, and unfortunately that's sometimes the case, uh, they shouldn't have uh, to make a decision on an amendment that is not transparent in its language. It would just be better to take this off of the ballot altogether. 
When they first put the idea forward, there were three separate amendments, like you pointed out. And the first one that you're arguing about the most was actually called state charter school authorizer. So it's pretty clear that what the intent was. So I, I just kind of wonder why it feels like there's so much fighting over what seemed pretty clear if you followed the whole process along. Well, it was clear if it was a single amendment, but now the amend amendment is bundled. And when you bundle different issues together, you're going to create confusion. Uh, we're concerned that the, the voters are not going to thoroughly read these bundled amendments. You know, you cannot bundle, for example, a citizen's initiative. It has to be a single issue. And the fact that the CRC bundled a lot of these amendments, especially on Amendment 8, which we're very concerned about, is just not good practice. I know that some of the members of the CRC actually argued against that as well. So does that just bolster your argument? Well, good for them for arguing against it. <laughs> Fair enough. But I guess they didn't win out at the end, right? So now you all have to take up the charge for it. Do you do you anticipate that something will happen soon? I mean, do you have a sense of how all this rolls now? We really are hoping it happens soon, but can't comment on ongoing litigation. Okay, I just didn't know if you had like a time frame where you knew the judges were going to come and listen to you at a certain time or if you've asked for an expedited hearing or anything. It, the hearing has been uh, expedited. Well, we the, it's, it's been asked to be expedited, let me put it that way. Okay. We don't know if it will be expedited, but I really can't comment further on ongoing litigation. No, and, and I didn't mean for you to talk about the litigation per se, just so much as, you know, to talk about the time frame, because obviously time is of the essence because it's on the November ballot. Absolutely. It is of the essence. So we hope this uh, process rolls quickly and rolls smoothly. If you have like one underlying message for people who are listening to what you're having to say, what would it be? think about that for a minute. I think it would really be uh, what I mentioned before, that when the individual school district or school has the authority to make decisions for the education of its children, it really involves the community in a deeper way. It involves the parents and the teachers, they have a, a feel that they have a greater voice in the decisions made to, pro, to make a, a education a higher quality experience for the students. The individual schools are more aware of the challenges that they face, the resources that they need, and they need to be making those decisions, not something blanket that's made by the state legislature. The opposition, the people who back the amendment, are gathering a lot of money, and some of them are school board members. How do you uh -huh. get people to be convinced that you're right and they're wrong? Well, that's all, always the challenge, isn't it, especially in such a divisive uh, climate that, that we're in now. Uh, but we work very hard to educate the public. The League of Women Voters is a trusted organization because we don't endorse candidates or party. We stick to the issues of which we study extensively before reaching a consensus. 
So the league's got long-time positions on education, and we will continue to educate the public to raise awareness about what's going on and to raise awareness about the lack of transparency that went into this uh, particular amendment. Well, Patty, I really appreciate you talking with me about this. I know this is going to be a hot issue for the next several months, so I hope we get to talk again soon as things progress. Me too, and thank you very much. That's the end of our interview and the end of our podcast. If you would like to participate in this or any other conversation of ours, please visit our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook. To follow the latest in education breaking news, go to our blog, tampabay.com slash blogs slash gradebook. And please continue to review and share this podcast so other people can find it. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Thanks again for listening. 